Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things have been going. Today is April 25th, 2022, and this is episode 52. I'm your co-host, Pete, and with me as always is my good friend, Howell. Howell, it's been a long while since our last record. It, as, as the urbans say, it's been it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. It was like it's what March? It was like first week of March was the last time we did this. Yeah, why was that? Why has that I been? I don't know. I think you and I, I, I get pretty tired at at night, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't really have any good excuses. Yeah, we don't. It's all right. Um, we'll we'll work on it, people. Don't worry. Well, at one point I was confident that we would get to a hundred, but now now I'm not even confident we'll get to sixty. So, <laughs> um, but I've always thought about this podcast as it shouldn't feel like a burden. Right. It should be just something we do for fun. I agree. And, and, you know, some of these nights, my kids are getting older and staying up later, which means it pushes me later to doing this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Apologies to those who've been yearning for another episode, but we're here tonight to deliver for you. We're so, here now. We're here now. Exactly. So, um, but we, we're both off spring break and refreshed. Um, nobody, nobody's like head. Yeah, right. That's ex- that's what you described to me before we got came on. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, finally starting to <clears throat> feel a little bit like spring here, and it's almost May. So um, this has been the longest ass winter ever. <laughs> when we so when yeah. we got back from Miami on Friday, uh, Miami, of course, it was like eighty two and sunny when we took off and landed in Chicago at four in the afternoon, and it was. 40 whatever and like ice like sleeting my daughter goes daddy can we go back to florida i was like yes (laughs) yes we can right now yeah we left we left for um palm springs a couple weeks ago i guess we were a week before you yeah uh and it the day after we left it snowed here people were delayed because it snowed here and the and um we got to Palm Springs and it was a hundred degrees, so it was nice. quite nice to to be to be refreshed. Gotta saw some saw California. Joshua saw Joshua Tree Park for the nice. first time, um, and I guess uh, serendipitously, my children had just watched Sing Two on the plane going out there. Have you seen it? Uh, I have. What's the What's the connection that I'm missing? Well, the big song in it, in it is. Oh, still yeah. Haven't, still haven't found. What yeah, I'm yeah. You for. too. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we listened to the Joshua Tree, and I think they, if it takes Sing Two for them to appreciate you too, <laughs> then uh, I'll take it. Can I, so, can, I, can I take us on a quick tangent just because you mentioned yes. that? Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the, the, the documentary? I don't even know if it's really a documentary, but um, this could get loud. It's the I one that not. features Jack White jimmy page and the edge and they basically just sit in a room and they play guitar and talk to each other about the songs that they wrote and how they came up with the inspiration for like you know jack white uh, yeah jimmy page which i think is pretty surreal asked jack white like how did you come up with the riff for one uh with one man army seven nation, for, seven seven nation, nation army, army or rather <laughs> and like the look on jack white's face is like really you're asking me that question <laughs> Um, but the funniest part I think about the whole thing of the whole movie is that the edge is just, he knows he's not as good of a guitar player as Jimmy Page and Jack White. So he's, his face the whole time is like, what the fuck am I doing here? It's just (laughs) really funny. But anyway, the edge, what he lacks in technique makes up for in originality and innovation. Sure. With his ringing arpeggios that's that's for you brett jarvis nice as long as there's uh, uh, some effects pedals that have great delay he can uh, exactly exactly oh owen, owen asked me he's like how does he make that that sound for his guitar on uh uh i still haven't found what i'm looking for and i was like well you have to have an electric guitar owen um is owen playing guitar he is nice yeah. Yep, he's been playing for about a year and a half now. Really? Um, Do you allow him to play your your SG? Didn't no, he break one your one of your guitars? Like <laughs> he he broke it years? twice. He broke it. He broke he broke my my Jasmine that I learned to play on um, twice. He broke your, the ja- your Jazz Master. 
no, my Jasmine. Uh, oh, Jasmine. My, oh, acoustic. my red Jasmine acoustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he stood on the 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 um, neck when he was little and snapped it. That's um, ill-advised. So, anyway, let's let's uh, get. Oh, we'll get the, back to it. Sorry. Get to get to the meat of the of the week. Right. So since we since it's been so long since we last discussed anything really, mm-hmm. um, uh, we thought we would hit a bunch of topics quickly, maybe cap it at three to four minutes before we talk about um, the next something thing. a little bit longer at the end. But um, so we'll jump around some more current, some maybe happened a couple weeks ago, but, mm-hmm. uh, and you ready to go? I'm, I'm, I'll, let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. You don't need to, you don't need to take another little uh, side don't need to take something off that I'm not going to say it never mind. Um, what my 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 Oh okay. My pen? I did oh, Okay, I didn't know if you didn't want me to say about your pen. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, you look good. No, thank All you. All right. Let me just set my timer here. So set it up. We'll do It's it's a strawberry cough if that's what you want to know oh, what the pen okay. is. Is it sativa? It's, it's sativa. Or? It's sativa. Okay. Right. Which apparently I've heard it apparently is supposed to make you paranoid. It doesn't make me paranoid. I don't get that. But you know later. what? That's a good. I'm I'm glad you say that because that is the feeling I had when I tried sativa. Really? Is I was, I was in my own head paranoid. Oh yes. wow. Um. So that's why I might just stick to indica. Indica. In the future. Yep. All right. Wait. Nope. Don't need the calculator. Need the timer. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. Move it along, Steve Jobs. Oh man! Just insert some music over me while I'm while I'm. All right, timer. Here we go. I'm gonna do a theme from Price Is Right. We'll start with four minutes. If you need to, okay. Ready? Ready. I'm gonna start it now. Go. All right. Today, Elon Musk bought Twitter. I love it. I know you have a question. I do have a question for me. I, won't have I, I don't answer, know if it's for you. I, it's it might be just to ask out loud, and if you know okay. any of our listeners want to shoot us a DM and explain to me, then I don't get the big problem here. Like Elon Musk, I know he's kind of in the in the years has developed more of is being more, thought of more of as like a libertarian type, mm-hmm. but this is a guy who has basically built his career about uh, finding and developing sustainable energy, especially for vehicles, and he's been. I would say relatively strong liberal hero for that, but it seems like liberals or at least, you know, people on the left side of the political spectrum are losing their fucking minds over him acquiring Twitter. And why is that? Because he's not going to dispel misinformation. Like what, like what have you, I think that's it. I think, think I think that's, he's going to let Trump back on if he wants to be back on. It's going to, I think they're afraid that it's going to be, um, become basically a cesspool where, you know, people are issuing death threats and um, all this stuff. And I think that is where uh, most of the objection comes from. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think that is my understanding of why um, he is being jeered on the left and cheered on the right. Uh, and I, the one good thing I, I read today is that this basically will kill things like True Social and Getter and um, what's the other one that Parler or whatever. Oh, all the uh, the other the um, fake the, Twitter site. Yeah, right, right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, in my it's like a big who who cares. I mean, yeah. Twitter. I did I did read today that. Um, the upshot on New York Times did a uh, like like a demographics of like it, it was basically it was what we always say, which is Twitter is not real life. It said right. it said like seventy to eighty percent of people of the Democratic base is not who is on Twitter. Yeah, and basically, if you're catering to what's being said on Twitter, um, you're missing missing the mark. Um, I don't know. Maybe if this drives people away from Twitter, uh, might be a good thing for all of us. Well, it's there's been it's 
been funny because a lot of like uh, people who, you know, were excited when Trump was kicked off, especially, you know, all the people are like, you know, it's a private company. First Amendment protections don't apply to you, President Trump. And people like Robert Reich, our former former labor secretary, who's now become a pretty big, you know, progressive uh, mouthpiece Mm -hmm. on Twitter, especially. That he said that a year ago, and now he's and he basically said the opposite <laughs> today. That it's that this is at the town square, and it needs to be protected. All of a sudden, oh. <laughs> um, it's just funny. Like it's just really got people going crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> I just don't really just don't get all the problems because yeah, he's not going to make just, he's not going to make Twitter any worse than it already is. Twitter already right. is a cesspool. It already is a yeah. fucking horrible place to be right. where people are bullied and canceled every single day. Um, so I'm maybe not, it's best. Like I said, maybe it's best if it just runs people away from it and yeah. they don't use it. And people realize that there's a world out there that they can be experiencing. Um, I, I'm just curious. It's, you know, he, he, it's, it seems like a terrible investment. <laughs> oh, true. Totally. Right. Well, and right. But, um, speaking of investment, like somebody was, uh, the other one was, uh, um, somebody made not really an accusation, but they made a point that, uh, Tesla's largest supplier is China because he gets all that's it's the second largest market for Tesla. Most of the batteries uh, are being sourced from um, factories in in China. And uh-huh. Jeff Bezos apparently tweeted that is is this mean that China is going to be allowed to dictate the to- the uh, the uh, whatever the conversation in the town square referring to Twitter? <laughs> and somebody was like. <laughs> Somebody was like, dude, every single product on your shitty website yeah, is from right. China. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, own the, you own the Washington Post, which you have been actually right. accused of uh, of perpetuating Communist Party propaganda. It's like, okay. Well, I'm, I don't know. I guess the big thing is, will he add an edit button? I don't know. I didn't, even realize, I, don't, I didn't even realize Twitter didn't have an edit button, but whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Anyway. We, we Facebook does. Time, so. Facebook does. So yes, but Facebook, I don't know. There, the I don't. I read the big issue is like you know, um, like tweets that are embedded in things, and like what oh. would happen if people, you know, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, we've talked enough about yeah, more already than I wanted to. So we're done. Let's move on. Next. All right, starting a next starting timer. Over. Was that four minutes? Um, that was a, we went over. My oh, Jesus. We went, okay. Yeah, we'll keep it we under on this like one. Five. Um. So since we last talked, um, and I think it was even before hearings began, it was. But, uh, we have a new member of the Supreme Court. Yeah, um, and Judge Jackson. What are, What are your thoughts on how that all transpired? You know, I mean, and Judge Jackson. <sighs> and will we ever have a uh, uh, Supreme Court justice? Um, Appointed that gets a ninety-eight to nothing vote. <laughs> no, oh, oh no, I was going to say of the opposite party. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's keep on saying like how poorly she was treated. Like honestly, I went back and watched a lot. Other than like Josh Hawley kind of going being a little bit more overzealous than he probably should have been, they were all questions about her record. They really were. Like, and you can find racial undertone in any fucking comment, and it, it, so I just. But they actually were asking questions about her her record uh, and her service and her thoughts on sentencing and all that stuff. Um, but the fact of the matter is we're never going to have a cordial Supreme Court nomination hearing ever again. It just isn't going to happen. And members, senators actually admitted to as much um, afterwards. I mean, Dick Durbin uh, said something to that, to that effect, and so did um, Chris Coon, Senator Chris Coons. Um, you know, they all basically said that the days of... of cordial you know hearings with nominees who are clearly qualified judge jackson is clearly qualified i I thought she was awesome when um um her her speech it wasn't really a speech but the remarks she gave in the west wing when biden announced her as the nominee i thought she was great um i loved everything she had to say um i paid attention to a lot of her public statements since she was nominated and I, I feel like she's said everything that she should and in, in all the right ways and i think she's going to be a great supreme court justice um so yeah i'll leave it there um yeah i mean the the the, the lines of questioning to me were just in bad faith attacks on 
I mean, and and that's not to say other, you know, the Democrats didn't have bad faith attacks on others as well. But, um, you know, the whole idea of her being like soft on pedophiles. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, then that kind of fed into this whole like groomer hysteria as well. True. Like if you if you support liberals or, or Democrats or liberal pro- agendas, then you know, you support pedophilia. Yep. It all kind of like it's too QAnon adjacent or Pizzagate adjacent for me. Um, yep. I was happy to see Mitt Romney and um, Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins vote for yeah. vote for her. Uh, you know, just to show there is some sanity left within the Senate, but um, the posturing and grandstanding of Lindsey Graham and Josh Hawley. I want, if I could, if I could have a five minute conversation with Lindsey Graham, I'd really want to ask him: Are you really just that pissed that they didn't nominate his pick? Because he had there was a there was a yes. there was an African American woman who, Jackson or something. No, no I just, can't. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but um, from South Carolina, and I guess one of the circuit courts down there. And he was so pissed off that they didn't pick uh, her. Like, and he held it against. I feel like he held it against Judge Jackson, like which she, of course she had nothing to do with that, but. Right, right, um, and it doesn't it doesn't affect her qualifications no. at all, um, and yeah. So anyway, that's four minutes. And We're she's done. and she's related by marriage to Paul Ryan. What else could that's you want, right. Republicans? <laughs> all right. Anyway, see here. It, there it is. All right, we did it. All right, moving on. It's like a Anything you like? Any? Yeah, you, you got. You need to take a puff there. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. So this one's. Uh, personal to you as you just flew back from I know Florida uh, last week the federal air, federal airline mask mandate was overruled mm-hmm. by a Trump appointed judge mm-hmm. um, out of Florida and um, before we get you know you I, you said you flew back from Miami last week um, so before we get your personal experience uh, I, I wanted to ask, did you did you see did you know about this judge and her qualifications or lack thereof I did not. all this happened? Did you read about I didn't read about her now. Um <laughs> I just you roll your eyes at me, dude. <laughs> oh, I didn't roll my eyes. Okay. I was okay. no. Um I uh, let me think. So she was uh she was nominated after Trump lost the election and rushed through and the um what is it the whatever the board is that that cert, you know rates um judges was rated not qualified oh the American uh, Bar Association uh, ABA yeah ABA she was rated not qualified yet she was appointed anyway um and had only been practicing law for. Oh, this is the she's the really young one, right? Yes. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. this woman going through and, and all that. And yeah. we're now let. And so you know, basically, she reinterpreted precedents from a 1942 law uh, that gave the CDC, you know, whatever powers it had, so to 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 make her ruling. Um, so I think I real quickly before before we get to yours, um, I think what. I was surprised the Biden administration didn't appeal, not not necessarily for. Um, oh, dude, they got the, bailed the, out. The, the ruling, it's not necessarily for the ruling itself, but yeah. for more for the precedent itself for what could be federally prescribed. But anyway, it does seem like they are. DOJ is now going to appeal. Uh, so anyway, your your thoughts? Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, I've no, I I think Matt, I've always thought that mask mandates are silly, but if it's what you know. I don't mind wearing a mask. I didn't even know that. The, I honestly, until we got to the airport on Friday, and I think this all happened on Thursday, maybe, maybe Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I forget when it got toward, but it was a couple of days before. Yeah, it was. It was like Wednesday, or Tuesday, or Wednesday. So we got to we got to Florida. We flew out on Monday, and mask mandate was in place. Um, everybody in O'Hare was wearing masks. Everybody on the plane wore masks all the way down to Miami, except when they were drinking or eating. 
And of course, I mean, we get to get to Miami and like nobody's wearing a mask. No one, unless it's like an old person, nobody was wearing right. masks at all in the airport. Well, actually they were in the airport because the mandate, but in the hotels, on the streets and restaurants, all that stuff, nobody wore masks. So fast forward to Friday when we left, I, we got to the airport and I was looking, I was like, nobody's wearing a mask. Like what's like, I, I really didn't even realize that the, the, that the, what had happened a few days earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and of course nobody wore a mask on the plane except for a few people. Um, so that was really weird. We all still wore a mask the kids all wore their masks. Um, you did, so, you did wear yours. Yeah. Yeah. Just most, I, I, but I can't figure out if it was because I didn't realize that the mat, the mandate had been struck down or if I, or, if, or I'm just lost my train of thought, but, um, I couldn't figure out if, if the reason why I was still wearing my mask is because I was just used to it because I had no idea that the mask because the thing happened because I was looking around. I was like, oh, I feel like I could take it off. I, I can't figure out why I, I why I wore it. If I wore it just because it was out of habit or if I just wanted to be safer, I guess. I certainly feel like wearing a mask sitting, you know, ass to ass with stranger is really not going to save you from COVID, but well, then it put um, it made me think more about like the future now because I mean this is going to be a normal thing to see people wearing masks at airports sure. the way that they like you know Asia we've seen now. yeah like Asia, yeah. um so it made me it but just made dirty, me think so. of, about that sort of you know it's going to be normal it's fine if you want to wear a mask on a plane and and people will and people will but yeah yeah I I mean I'm flying in a co- in six weeks or so yeah. and I'll be happy not to wear a mask for the whole whole flight but like i do agree with you that they bailed out the biden administration uh because i think they had only extended it for two weeks anyway yeah um so they can kind of say they kind of get best of both worlds but i do think it will be interesting to see because if the cdc can't tell give guidance on how to appropriate approach public health problems um, that cross, I guess, I don't know, cross other government institutions. I don't know what the ruling was. Then it's, 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 I don't know. They could probably think of another, I mean, I was just like, why can't the FAA just issue one then? Uh, But whatever. I don't know. Maybe the, so um, that's, I, yeah, there's a there's, I just saw a headline on this. I was kind of I did a quick search. I was the NPR headline is the judge, the judge who tossed the mask mandate misunderstood public health law. Legal experts say that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. And what well, I was saying, like what I meant by the Biden administration got bailed out when you said it, if they they weren't that quick to to uh, appeal, it's because, you know, they can now blame it all on a Trump appointed judge and it can all go back to crazy MAGA, you know, assholes. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it's true. DOJ can file an can file an appeal and quietly pursue it, but they're not going to make it. I bet you they're not going to make it public because this is good for them, right? So, right. yeah, and and I you can probably just file appeal to reinstitute it, but then yeah, say we're gonna or quite have a plan to repeal it as soon as it gets because you just want that precedence for the executive branch. But anyway, right. we're we're over here, we're over. so let's move on. Um, over the weekend, uh, there was an election mm-hmm. in France. Um, sorry, I started. President Macaroon. I went, I, I went back to the calculator instead of the clock. So I'm a, I don't know how to use this. Okay. And uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron, Macron was in a was in a runoff with Marie Le Pen, and he won. Right. There were some. There was some thought that. Le Pen would could potentially unseat him with yeah. uh, you know a populist uprising in France, but in the end, Macron won Macron. over fifty two percent of the vote and uh, will remain president of France. Uh, I was listening today to someone say that they thought probably the Ukraine situation uh, pushed Macron over the top. You know, people. Putin has really been. Putin was a wedge issue in this, uh, in the deb- last debates. I mean, yeah. Um, I know there was a. Uh, Le Pen tried to criticize Macron for hosting Putin at one point, and yeah. and he said something like, "I was hosting 
my head of a head of state, not my banker, um, which was a shot, I guess, at Le Pen being funded <laughs> by by Russian um, oligarchs know, interests. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for one, am, was very happy to to see him win. Um, I think that would have really been a, uh, a poor timing and also bad for kind of Western alliances and 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 sort of the the global global order if she had won um given what she said in the past she would be interested in doing but um did you did you follow or have any thoughts no not really i mean i think especially especially at a time for what's going on in ukraine i think as much stability as we can get um especially in the eu it's probably a good thing it's not i mean it's not a reason for somebody to win or lose an election but um consistency is kind of what's needed i feel like in the eu at this point and a new having yeah. this new brash you know right-wing populist is probably yeah. not gonna sit down in the boat and not try to rock the shit out of it so and she'd made public remarks about basically agitating nato mm-hmm. um and just terrible time for for such a person to be um, but at the same time, she got 48% of the vote. Yeah. So, you know, it's like those, there, there's going to be deep divisions going forward, yeah. um, in France. Um, but the spillover, yeah. it'll stay with, I think it'll probably stay within the borders of the country and not have a spillover too much of a spillover effect for the rest of the EU. Yeah. I mean, I think Germany is probably, I mean, Germany has their own issues, but yeah. they seem to be kind of the model for, for how we, how I would like to see kind of these Western European countries move forward. Yeah. Um, again, three cheers for democracy in France and, um, defeating kind of, uh, more sinister side of, of, of interest. So, mm-hmm. um, we can move on since I, I think we're at time, but let me see time, unless you have 30 seconds of, I do not. I do okay. Not. Well, then we will move on. We'll add that time to our next topic, which is <laughs> uh, the Ukraine war, which is, did we, I can't remember the last time we talked, did, had it start? it had started, right? It had started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike, um, I actually have a question for you. It's maybe like a week or two weeks old. So, but yes, it's still going on. Um, one second. Uh, uh, it appears now that Russia has changed tactics or changed strategy. They've withdrawn from the Kiev. Oh, reset. They've withdrawn from the Kiev region and moved most of their forces east to consolidate um, over the Donbas regions and Mar- Mariupol. Uh, in in the in the process committing war crimes and atrocities uh and we're kind of just watching it go on from over here so um what was your question well wouldn't uh, the wouldn't the visit by a united states secretary of defense and united states secretary of state be kept a little bit more secret than it was there's there is oh, wow. You know, every I'm not to say the meeting wasn't secure and all, but the Ukrainians actually announced that visit the day before it happened. And I was just I was going to ask you, as a former State Department official, how would you feel about your boss um, going to a meeting when that was announced and the day before and wasn't really kept that secure? It seems like. Well, why would it be kept secret? I think part of the reason he went was to be public, to say that, you know, the, the, the appearance of the meeting and that it was happening was part of the message in my opinion. Yeah. Well, no, no. And it's, it's not that you don't go public, you don't aren't public with the meeting. It just, they announced it ahead enough, you know, with enough heads up that it could have been a security risk is my point. Like, like they could have been bombed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just felt that was weird. I guess that could have happened, but I mean, I'm sure if the Russians wanted to take out Zelensky any day, they could, Yeah. um, that, you know, they could, but I think 
they have calculations they're making too. And if they had killed Lloyd Austin and Anthony Blinken, (laughs) um, I think (laughs) things might have turned badly for them. Yeah, I think it might have gone bad pretty quickly. But um, I don't know. It's weird how it's kind of it's going on and it's the headlines on New York Times and Washington Post and every day. But it kind of seems to have just been like it's not really talked about that much uh, here, even though, you know, there's more and more evidence of kind of just war crimes and atrocities happening. Um, But at the same time, what do we what do you know, what can we really do? Right. Well, I mean, I th- I feel like there's there's a lot of people waiting to see what's going to happen with Putin. I mean, it's really funny. The latest thing was that he actually didn't attend Easter services. Uh, happy Greek Easter, by the way, or Orthodox Easter. Um, thank, thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, there's all these reports that he wasn't actually in the church, and they basically like they doctored the film to show that he was at Easter services. Which is sort of perpetuating the rumor that he's losing it mentally. And, you know, I think a lot of people are waiting to see, like, what what's going to happen to Putin or what's he actually going to do? Is he going to get, you know, 25th Amendment out of there, even though that's not really a thing, but that's just what for people to relate to here. Um, a, a palace coup. Yeah, or if, you know, or what's going to happen? Like, is he just going to lose it and, like, kill himself? Or is he going to get removed from power? Or what, or, you know, I think there's... People aren't going to care until they see something happen to Putin. The The Russian disinformation and, and hold on its people is quite strong. And, yeah. and everything I've seen is that the Russian general populace is very supportive of this at the moment. Yeah. It's it's the, the educated and um, sort of the, the ones who are really fec- affected by the economic sanctions – directly through business that are that are objecting but yeah i i i don't know i i I was happy to see um that the meeting did uh end in some concrete steps of ways we can support arming them yeah um like i think i saw something about polish migs will be we're going to give them the engineering equipment and know how to get them up in the air um, like ASAP so that they can begin, you know, controlling the skies a little bit. Um, So, um, but yeah, talk about a win one for democracy. We're, we're still pulling for you, Ukraine and um, hope this all ends as soon as possible. So we're out of time. Good. Uh, (laughs) That's all I got for um, topics until this last one. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we move into? I'm happy that um, CNN plus is dead. Why are you happy? Not because I hate CNN only because I just, I thought the last thing this world needs is another subscription streaming service. I I was just, I didn't even know. I like, I was like, didn't it just start last week? I guess it had been a month, but um, when you know, you know, uh, um, yeah, I wasn't happy about it, but I was, I did think it was kind of funny because yeah. it's like, yeah, looking back, like who wants, who wants to pay for more news? Um, <laughs> I don't want to pay to watch yeah. more Brian Stetler. I just, uh, awful. Chris, Chris Wallace, I guess he lost a job. Yeah, he's gone. Um, uh, anyway. well, I guess before we jump in, we could do the Marjorie Taylor green crazy of the week. Oh, please do. Um, which will be somewhat related to our next topic. Um, I don't know. I, do, unless you had one, I thought I would just talk about her text to Mark Meadows. Uh, do that. But I'll, I'll say to anybody who's listening, go and find the video of her testifying in Georgia to stay on the ballot. It's hilarious. Um, because of her memory loss. Because of her dementia, apparently. She, yeah. she basically says she doesn't remember anything that's happened in the last two years. Um, it's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Um, well, no, it was revealed, I think, today or yesterday, CNN had obtained like over 2,000 texts from Mark's Met- Mark Meadows in the run-up to January 6th, and one of them included a text from Marjorie Taylor Greene where she 
wondered if to him if the president could declare martial m a r s h a l l law to protect <laughs> the the nation um and as most of you should know it's actually martial as in m a r t i a l uh not like ge- um general marshal uh, or marshal from paw patrol <laughs> or marshal falk um so or marshal amps marshal amps uh, yeah so that's your Marjorie Taylor Green crazy of the week, that's and it's fun. actually a Marjor- Marjorie Taylor Green one this week. So, but segue to the last um, last topic of the night. Um, I just titled it "How's it going for the GOP?" Mm. So I'll just start there, Pete. How's it going for the GOP these days? I think it's going really well for them. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not really kidding. Um, all the polling looks good for it, despite you know. Madison Cawthorn having pictures of him in lingerie on some sort of cruise. I mean, nothing is really pulling bad for them at the at the end of the day. There's there's a lot of gaffes out there. I think everybody saw the the state senator from Michigan who went to the floor and read. It's gone viral. Her um, impassioned speech against a Republican state senator who is running uh, ads against her or, or, or literature against her that basically called her a groomer and all that stuff we were talking about earlier about pedophilia and all that. But um, even stuff like that, they're going to survive things like that. Um, in Wisconsin, I know I, I've, I've, there's been reports that basically the Wisconsin GOP is, has, is and has been running a candidate in every single race, even the ones that they can't possibly win just because the polling has been that good, that much in their favor. Um, but we'll see. So, why so given all of the bad news which i will say includes things like the kevin mccarthy trump january 6th you know comments and revelations uh the the what you don't think that was a big deal no i think it was i don't think that i don't think a lot of voters are going to care um, but th- that this that this could be the speaker of the house, this guy who yeah, they don't care. Uh, well, what do they care they about? Know, they don't know who he is. <laughs> I think I, th- I think that's the big problem here. I think people give voters a lot more credit than they really deserve. I mean, they're focusing uh, they're focusing right now on on kitchen table issues. Finally, you know, gas prices, inflation. Um, they're not. They don't care about inner party squabbling or you know a potential gas people being anti democratic. Or well, they don't believe that that's what was going on. Those voters. Why not? Because they just don't. They don't because believe. They don't believe it was anti democratic. If you talk to any of those people who who entered the Capitol on January sixth, none of them believed they were anti. You know, democracy. They thought they were trying. They were trying to preserve democracy. Well, they weren't. I, I I know that. That's not the point. <laughs> the run of the mill GOP voters, especially GOP voters, and I'll even a lot of independents too. They don't give a. They're not. They're not caring about all that stuff anymore as much. There are diehards, like big time party faithfuls on the right and left that care about that, but not like regular folks who are going to actually be voting on things that matter to them. Well, what about? the fact that the GOP platform now is not really a traditional GOP platform, you know, um, they're running more on culture war than on, yeah. they're fighting against, uh, private companies do it. Oh know. yeah. Um, is that something the Democrats can take advantage of that will make a difference? Um, you know, I think obviously, uh, you know the the economy actually if you look at jobs and wages is actually doing quite quite well um obviously they have inflation and gas prices which are somewhat you know I, looking back i think the democrats would probably not pass such a big uh, stimulus package um yeah i've been hearing i've been hearing the there's been buyers remorse this week from some members yeah. it's funny yeah um but uh um, you know, I, I, how can, I guess, how can you, maybe, maybe it's just what you say. They don't even think about this, but I don't know how you can want to, uh, 
put into power these people, many of these people who think the election was stolen or rigged, um, and are but a lot essentially of, anti-democratic populist at this point. But a lot of people, I mean, for the in the basically in the history of all elections, most people don't they don't think about that kind of thing. They care about how how they are those days, what's their status. And if things aren't better than they were two years before, they're going to vote for the other guy, regardless of what party it is. That There's a lot of that that's going to happen, for sure. Um, and then the GOP is winning, is going to win on the culture wars. That's why they're, that's why they're doing it, because they're winning Are things, things not better t- than they were two years ago? I don't know. No, no, not for some people. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of people who are genuinely upset about inflation people. and the prices of consumer goods and all that. Those are that's a big deal. That's budget issues, you know, family budget issues right there. And if that that's one way for people not to feel like they're doing any better than they were two years ago. I mean, I'm not saying it's the right way to look at it, but I mean, that's some piece. Sometimes it's just that simple. So, but the culture war stuff is they win on they 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 it's good that they're attacking Disney. It's good, you know, that you know, the don't say gay bill stuff in Florida. Like that's good for GOP stuff. That's back why to is, like why is that good for Dis- why is the Disney stuff good for the GOP? Because it's good because it polls well? Yeah, it polls well. Cuz they're standing they're standing up to the woke mob and Disney is giving in to the woke mob. That's how they view it. <laughs> So you're saying, but you're saying it's simply that because it's simply good because people think it's good. It's not, but it's it's not actually good that they're that they are. No, the I mean, I mean the practical implication of of Disney losing their basically their tax status that's pretty it's pretty awful. But, but they don't why? care. But there's also most I don't know if a lot of people know this. There's an escape hatch in that bill that that the Florida legislature passed and governor DeSantis signed they have the first of all it doesn't dissolve the um the reedy creek uh, whatever they call it um thing it doesn't dissolve it until june of next year or july of next year so there is actually built-in time to negotiate some sort of like stand down order which i guarantee will happen so they're just using it for political they're using it for political reasons absolutely that's that's why they're doing awesome so and it, and and, but, and so you know what? Re-elected. Well, and then all the GOP guy, all the GOP folks in Florida can claim Disney is the one that forced this, which is technically true from a timing standpoint. But I mean, it doesn't make it any better. See, this is what I hate about politics: is that it's not about it's about a message that they can say they did something rather than actually doing anything. Yeah. Well, that's the it's, that's the truth for both sides. Oh, that's why I, I yeah. said politics. I didn't say, yeah. I didn't say, um, the Republicans. Yeah. But I, f- for the, the, f- the Disney stuff, I, I read a long thread by a local reporter, um, who who laid it out and explained the the consequences for it. But essentially, um, it could lead to the raising of taxes for. Floridians by up to $2,000 per household uh, because Disney's tax burden will now be spread across Florida rather than them paying their own Reedy Creek taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this is uh, similar to Governor Abbott holding up uh, truckers bringing goods into the U S for, I don't know, it was eight days, mm-hmm. um, at the cost of hundreds of millions of dollars. And he found, and the report today was there were zero traffickers or zero drugs found in, in those, in those, however many days he held up the stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, another, the, the, the important, the, the result was less important than the appearance of the action. Yeah. Well, um, and you, the one thing that might be a little bit different about the Disney thing is that there has been over the years a lot of criticism about that agreement or that uh, the tax treatment that Disney's gotten since the '60s, uh, and and how I they. Think it's, I think corporate welfare is 
a terrible idea. Well, well no, there's yeah. it's it's more than just that. There's been like a lot of news stories that the way that they govern, you know, Lake Bonavista and the the there's one other town that actually they have part of, you know, murders have been swept under the rug. Like um, mm-hmm. they're Disney handpicks the town board to pass like all the ordinances that they need. And, oh, yeah. you know, so there's, I remember over the years stories every now and then popping up in my inbox that um, talk about how they needed to dissolve the, the Reedy Creek um, agreement. That's fine. Then say it's for that, not because well, of, well, yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Bank. Like the, even people who would normally be appalled at what, what happened, what, you know, what's happened the last couple weeks with Disney, they, they will. There are a contingent of voters who are like, yeah, but I've read for a long time that they've had issues with that. So maybe it's a good thing to dissolve it. They're going to there's going to be some voters that are going to justify it even further than just the whole culture war thing. Well, what do you think about um, some of the what do you think about some of these candidates that are being uh, promoted um, by Trump and his allies um, winning, you know, should they win their primaries mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, they're forced to say in a, um, you know, a one-on-one debate with someone, you know, do you think the election was fraudulent yeah. and president Biden is, is duly elected, you know, do you don't think any of that will cost them with voters in, in, you know, kind of purplish districts or states oh no i think i think it will on the on the on those states like you know we we've already talked about we talked earlier about before we uh, started recording um georgia and michigan um david purdue's trying to beat trying to become governor of georgia he's primarying brian kempt and at their debate this week the first thing that purdue said was let me be clear the 2020 election was rigged and stolen and that was literally the first line of his opening remarks you know, but what about Herschel Walker? It, well, and Herschel, versus, I think is uh, Herschel's a little bit different. I mean, Herschel is a legend in the state of Georgia. I mean, even though he hasn't lived there twenty something years, but um, because of his because of his ties to to University of Georgia football and a national championship and a Heisman, he's getting a lot of. From what I can tell, and I'm not I'm not reading Georgia political rags that often, but. Um, it seems like he's getting a pass um, for all that other stuff because he's Herschel Walker. But I think David Perdue did himself no favors. I mean, there there's arguments now that can be made from the establishment GOP in Georgia that they did more to help Stacey Abrams in that debate than they did uh, each other. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm talking each other. I mean, Brian Kemp and Kemp and um, David Perdue. And I think that will resonate actually with Georgia GOP voters, and they will ultimately nominate Brian Kemp, you know, as the incumbent to be to be governor. So, I yeah, think, I and mean, we've talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, I I just wonder. I think for I think if, we we need we do need to differentiate between the statewide and the statewide races, and then like congressional races. Like there, I've seen interviews with crazy congressional candidates that Trump has endorsed, and it's yeah. Well, I think I think. And one of the things is I think that the redistricting yeah. has has happened in a way where it looks like it's going to be a kind of a wash. Like, no, it's not going to – the districts aren't going to be drawn mm-hmm. one way or the other where um, Republicans are create a carve-out where they get so many extra seats. I mean it's happening a little bit in each – some states, but over nationally it's, it's, yeah. it's um, pretty even. The one thing that has – actually happened is there are less competitive districts yeah so they've become bluer or redder yep but not necessarily so as a result you get things like marjorie taylor green or her new successor whoever that may be um but yes i was maybe referring more to statewide races um like ohio is tim does tim ryan have a chance to to become uh, to win that if he's facing J.D. Vance or Josh Mandel and they're they're forced to say up there, you know, some of the things that Trump uh, goes on and on about. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, because that could potentially cost them the Senate. 
in in the fall. Yeah, I I think they were. I think the the last I saw on any of, any of the polls is that it could be fifty three seat GOP majority um, if all things go well. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I think I would imagine Ohio voters would want to know more about. I mean, GD Vance I've seen has been tanking more and more. Even though uh, he got Trump's endorsement. Even though he got Trump's endorsement. Well, he got Trump's endorsement, and then he's been kind of screwing it up since then. Um, and that's happened in a couple places, I know, that I, in a lot of congressional races. But, um, you know. Or Pennsylvania is another example. Yeah, I don't think. I See, that's the one thing. I don't think it would happen in Pennsylvania. Um, Ohio is a different a different because there's more of a more of a red base in Ohio than there is in Pennsylvania. I would just, I would argue these days. Um you know, Connor Lamb didn't do himself any favors today in his debate because he was talking about how we need to raise taxes to stop inflation, which is not what you want to tell. Well, I think <laughs> you don't want to tell, like, uh, you know, people who Fetterman are already going to win that one. What's that? The, the Fetterman, the secretary of state. Yeah. 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 Is going yeah. to probably get that nomination. Yeah. Um, and. But I know, think the Repu- yeah. if there, if the Republican is as crazy as you know, as a Trumper, then I don't think they win Pennsylvania. I think that becomes a Democratic seat. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be one they're hoping to pick up. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that, that would or be, cheap. that would be to keep. keep. That's to me seat. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Um, um, and then, I mean, I probably not going to happen, but did you follow, you know, um, Utah, the Democrats have basically, said we're not going to run anyone and everyone's going to vote for um, the independent Evick McMullen um, to run against Mike Lee. That's another pl- place where, you know, the the craziness of the last six years yeah. and what Mike Lee and how Mike Lee has participated in it. I, I mean, I, I don't know. You seem to not think it will matter. What won't matter? Uh, just, you know, these revelations. Oh, oh. Mike Lee and... And his things like that, that, you know, he was essentially helping Trump to find ways to. um, No, in Colorado, or in, I'm sorry, in Utah, I don't think that's going to matter. So. I'm just looking at the the polling here. Yeah. Real, real clear politics. Um, I mean, the question, too, uh, is like, you know. Yeah, it's because it puts in, it definitely puts into risk, like, you know. Raphael Warnock probably shouldn't be a senator because he shouldn't have won the race two years ago. But will he retain it just by default because enough people are, are sick and tired of the? And that's another that's dynamic is going to be really interesting too because if Kemp wins a nomination and you've got Herschel winning the nomination for the Republicans, they're not going to be saying the same thing at all because Kemp right. has been backing up his Secretary of State, backing up his state's uh, review of the election as being free and fair and not rigged. Um, it'll be interesting if that how that dynamic plays out because the the Senate candidate and the and the governor, gubernatorial candidate are not going to be on the same page. What about at the state level? Do you think it will hurt any of will hurt the GOP's chances for things like like you mentioned in Michigan? You know, will they win the the oh no uh, I, Secretary of State or AG there by nominating um, election conspiracy conspiracist? Well, I think in Michigan, um, it's not going to work in Michigan, um, just based on the people who vote. So the Secretary of State that just got nominated, or the candidate Republican candidate for Secretary of State got nominated, she, there's no way she'll win that office, um, in my opinion. Anybody who's in Michigan that's like that, especially in a midterm, the, in Michigan also has a history for some reason of always retaining constitutional officers for two terms. It's not an absolute but usually that's how it happens so Gretchen Whitmer is totally going to completely win her um, her governor's race for re-election but um, they just don't well, like to they just don't like to change out for some reason in Michigan but I think not having the um, um, or having the Trump connection for that Secretary of State candidate and for the AG candidate that's not they won't win well, I look forward to two years of investigations into Hunter Biden and trying to impeach uh, 
impeach Joe Biden True. over the next two years after November. Yeah. So should be great. That'll be hilarious. We'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, it'll be like uh, Trump was back in office. <laughs> we had we had we had subject matter. So basically, every you're day. saying you're basically saying we need Republicans in power so we can talk about how batshit crazy they they are. If they do batshit crazy things, like that's what I mean, like Trump. Not all, and not all Republicans are batshit crazy. I'm just if if this Repu- if just most of if Kevin McCarthy are. is if Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the well, House. Well, you and I had this we did this the, conversation over text. Like he's that dude is Teflon. Uh, he really is because it is widely known that he was that he's had extramarital affairs over and over again since he's been a member of congress and none of that stuff is breaking news and none of that stuff is has has stuck to him in any way well so this and especially if trump is willing to be like no it's all good which apparently he has said they're not going to care i mean republican voters aren't going to care at least members of congress aren't going to care if he said that trump should bear some responsibility now, well, members does that reflect of the well will for, use that to to cudgel against him. Sure, to get yeah, and he's going to be an, he's already going to be the, one of the most ineffective speakers of the house ever because he won't be able to do anything. He'll be stuck trying to appease all the mega crowd in his caucus, and they don't want to do that. He's not. He's it's going to be awful. Sounds great. Good. Good reason to vote in the the Republicans. Well, and that's kind of why, I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a good contingent of people that are praying that the Democrats keep the Senate because if, as, but the problem too is if the Democrats keep the Senate and Republicans take the House, the Republicans are going to have nothing to stop them from sending over the most nutty ass legislation ever and passing it out of there and sending it to the Senate where the Senate won't work on it, won't touch anything. I mean, they'll have their duty as elected representatives to, uh, to write legislation right. that, for the good of the country. Sure. That's because that's <laughs> how mean, that works. Should, should should we not hope for hope for that? No. Not no. not right now. Great. This is why I was in the executive branch, not not in the legislative yeah, branch. Not, not, one day maybe. We'll get back to that one day. All right. Well anyway. It, we're almost at an hour, so, yeah. so let's wrap it up. Um what are you into? Um, reading, uh, Dave Grohl's book. Oh, um, I started it. Is it, is it new? It's the one that it came, it came out, uh, Dece- November or December. It's the one of like basically his memoir, like his story. He tells stories and ta- all the stuff in his past. And, okay. um, he even wrote a little bit about, you know, Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and all that. But, um, I got it for Christmas. I started a few pages, read some stuff. I read about, you know, more about the Foo Fighter stuff than anything. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start. I'm actually going to read it now on my vacation. So I started reading it last week. Um, it's pretty good. It's really good. Cool. I've, I, ch- I'm not going to lie. When Taylor Hawkins um, died, I immediately went straight to like the, pat- the, the stuff that he wrote about his relationship with his bandmates. And, you know, Taylor Hawkins was definitely his best friend. Um. Yeah, <clears throat> which leads me to believe that Foo Fighters are not going to continue as a band. But you heard it here first. Um, how about, how about you? I am, I am into a podcast called Plain English by Derek Thompson, a, who's a writer for The Atlantic. I know Derek Thompson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a new podcast for The Ringer called Plain English, and. Yeah, you know, it kind of tackles um, complicated issues, but you know, starts it off with a a couple minutes of the 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 simple the simple explanations, the simple topic, and then he gets dives deeper in it. Usually, sometimes with guests, he you know, I, he did a he did, he's done some really good ones on the Ukraine war and kind of updates it as it as it you know every few days at at the, the beginning of the war. Um, and yeah, it's been very informative and he kind of speaks and in a way that takes pretty complicated things and breaks it down pretty easy to digest and, and hear and understand. So, um, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I skip a lot of them too, but, uh, 
you know, the topics that are of interest mm-hmm. out that are definitely well done. So nice. that's it. Right on, man. And Good times. we're going to go to a casino here soon. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at bros politics. Listen to us. So where you get your podcasts on Amazon, Apple, and, um, why do I always forget the last one? Spotify. Spotify. There it is. God, <laughs> terrible. Um, and yes, we're gonna get to go, go. We're gonna get to go to a casino soon. I'm excited about this. Yes. All right. There's a new poker room at Rivers. Pete's been dying to I'm play. Dying to so play. We'll see. And they have there. a sports Come book, so us. Hal will be there as well. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Good night, man. Good. Good night. Bye.